Hello, terrible listeners! It is Free Poison, and we're recording a very special and a little bit weird um, version of today's show. <laughs> we're not done with Star Wars Ashes of the Empire. We're going to milk this puppy till it's dry. Yeah, I'm sure my players are very confused as this comes up on their podcast app. <laughs> Just like, I didn't I didn't record this. The fuck, Brie? What on? <laughs> yeah, none of them are here. We didn't invite any of them to this. Yeah. It's just Justin and I in a room. I also think, like, like Happy New Year, I think. Is also probably Happy New Year. Probably. Justin and I and a lot of us are probably off imminently about to be just drunk at MAGFest for it's, a solid four days. It's true. It's, it's true. If if you're going to MAGFest and you see me, uh, don't come up and talk about the podcast to me because I'm on vacation and I'm already very drunk. So. I mean, you can talk about the podcast to me. I'll probably just <laughs> shriek at you about Chiss if like, Com Bravo oh, is any. I'm at MAGFest. We should play some games and record some. I'm like, no. Yeah, everyone was like, let's anything. record shit at MAGFest. And we were like, nah. Do you know how often we record no. stuff? You know like, we're here I, all the time. You know how often I take a time off work? <laughs> it it's today. It is two days to Christmas. <laughs> it's the 23rd. And we have driven <laughs> in a snowstorm <laughs> to the recording studio. And uh, to do this today, yeah. Well, we also to record. I needed to edit uh, the extras for Seventh C. Yeah, I mean, we're also and get our January episodes done, so I don't have to do any. We're doing work some, that. yeah. We're doing some intros and extras too, but we're also so doing this, this which is, is like, going to be real special for you, for us. So the so it, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them I'm gonna tell them what's up because this is my story. This is, this is your show. <laughs> it's it's very it's very imminently about to not be my story. As you'll find out. Keep drinking my peppermint mocha. <laughs> um. So what happened was we did uh, Ashes of the Empire in one shot in like October. And what a shot! It was such <laughs> a good game. Um. And it was my first game that I've written by myself and my first game that I've GM'd like at all. Period. Um, so, you know, during it, if you listen to the debrief, which I think everyone should have had access to by now, um, I I had a very strong narrative written for the first three, basically up until Thrawn comes into it. I had a very strong narrative. And then at the end of that, my episode four was basically like, I don't know, are they all going to betray me? Are they all going to be a good stand? I have no fucking idea. I guess we're going to do something. Um, and I, I we conferred had focus everything. Yeah, I can. The last I chapter. conferred with Justin before the third episode, so that he could make sure that I was still on track and felt comfortable, like introducing Thrawn with where they were. Yeah, and lucky, our, lucky for me, it was kind of my best case scenario. They did exactly what I wanted them to do. I think it was our conversation between episode two and three. That led to it was the, the banquet actual details of the banquet. Yeah, the details of the banquet came out between episodes two and three, but because um, I was going to have them go get Adelhard at his office, but then we were like, oh, we could have a banquet. We could instead. have everyone there yeah. and do the whole Reigns of Castamere, right? Yeah, there basically have a red wedding, right? <laughs> Which was super exciting. But like ep- between episode three and four, it was getting late in the day. AJ needed to go do something else, so I was just like, let's let's just go. So I didn't confer again, and that last episode was basically all off the cuff because I didn't know where they were going to be at that point, and, and I got didn't... robot spiders and rivers <laughs> we got full rivers of meat. Of meat and and robot spiders and me. Listen, I know being seven drawn. ways to deal with a body today. <laughs> I'm gonna embroider that on a pillow for Connell. <laughs> that just tickled me. Um, 
But anyway, so about two weeks after we recorded that one day, Justin texts me in the morning and is like, hey, I thought of another ending for Ashes. And I was like, sweet, let's hear it. And then he told me all about it. And afterwards, I was like, fuck you. That's so much better. Actually, I believe my exact text, because it was a series of texts. He has his like texts on in the, the morning. Actually, I would insist that we role play it. I text back. <laughs> and then you can't say that and not tell me about it. And then I respond, okay, so this is my version of when Thrawn came to Nethoine. <laughs> and so, uh, also, by the way, on listening to the to the uh, recording back, you say Nethoine so often that at one point I do. Oh, then you were going <laughs> Nethoine before. Yeah, well, because Nethoine is like my preferred pronunciation of it, but at one point I say it. Well, because Nethoine... Because you're the worst. Nethoine would... Nathoyin, it, but it's T-H-O-I-N. O-I-I-N. So There's two I's in Nathoyin, which is why I think it's pronounced that way. But anyway. One I would be Nathoyin. Yeah, and, and, and I think Nathoyin. two is Nathoyin. I'm sure people are just screaming at me right now on the it's internet. It's obviously pronounced Nathoyin. <laughs> you dead. Get out of here, Adelard. Get, get out. Get out of here, Adelard. You belong in the prequels. <laughs> so... Yeah, um, Justin, you know, gave me his alternate ending, and uh, with the hindsight of two weeks out of the show, it's way fucking better than mine. Well, and we have, uh, we have like, a weird negative day. We don't have anything to release today. Uh, starting next week, Star Trek Adventures will be returning, and we'll run through January uh, as we play through the third episode in our living campaign, The Convoy of SE-117. Well, and have you mentioned uh, the the... The, the format change? I mean, you'll just notice, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you might as well announce gonna, it now. We're, Surprise. we're doing one episode a week rather than two. Rather than every Tuesday and Thursday, we're just going to do every Tuesday. Uh, part of it has to do with uh, everyone being busy. Part of it has to do with my work uh, changed uh, at the radio station, and I don't have as much time to invest uh, in editing all these episodes. And also... Um, I feel your pain uh, following along these shows, alternating between four ongoing stories. Uh, I want to follow and be more streamlined. So every Tuesday will be a new episode, but every episode will be the next one in that story. We won't be going back and forth between a bunch of different games. Look, Adventure Zone is ripping off our format now, so we're ripping off their programming. Right? (laughs) That's what's happening. So all of January (laughs) is Star Trek. All of February is our last best hope. Ooh, is that going to come out in February? I'm so excited for that. March will be Mouse Guard, and then April will be back to Star Trek to continue the living campaign, and then we'll see what happens in May. We'll see what happens in June. We've, we've got, got we've got a bunch more games that we're kind of play what, testing at the moment to see what's going to get. What's played. good for me is it gives me more runway to prepare ahead and gives me more time to interact with you on Patreon and it gives me more time to hang out in Discord because I haven't done any of that for two months because <laughs> all I am doing is is trying to keep all these things going. Cambridge Chronicles continues on Friday, so you still technically are getting two episodes a week. You're just getting it from two different podcasts. 
Terrible Warriors on Tuesday, Cambridge Chronicles on Friday, and uh, uh, and then debriefs and midbriefs released through Patreon when we have them. And so then and then you're not fun. gonna have to you're not gonna have to wait as long for new episodes of each particular story. Yeah. But if you don't like the story that's being played that month, I mean, kind of tune back in next. It's month. easier for me to promote now. All mm-hmm. of January is one story. All of February is another story, and we're kind of going back to. Um, what the Terrible Warrior schedule used to be like three years ago. Um, and for w- most of it had to do with we had all these different crews from all these different locations and we just want to accommodate everyone. And I just don't feel like accommodating anyone anymore and just <laughs> telling good stories. So uh, we're just going to do it that way. Um, you can tell how much Justin and I are spending time together by how, how he's getting less and less accommodating of other people. My, I'm that person. My empathy is. I just am that. I am that asshole. Let out to dry. My 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 empathy grape has become an empathy raisin. So. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so ashes. So um, yeah, the th- scene. Let us walk us in, Justin. Like, where do we pick up? So this, uh, and I remember we're going to be reading a lot of this off of the text because they were perfect. Uh, (laughs) The scene um, rewinds back uh, to uh, the PCs being brought up to Thrawn's office on the Chimera back in the beginning of episode four. Reminder, I'm the only person we have here to kind of be a PC. So sorry, everybody who actually played this game. This can also play as like an alternate story as if Brie had been this character the whole time, this unnamed person. Uh, And so I'm using this and I originally framed this as I'm not rewriting your ending, Brie, but if I ever did run your module with friends on Edge of the Empire, I would love to do Star Wars Papers, please, with my friends with Thrawn being the twist at the end. It's a great game to play with people who don't listen to the podcast, (laughs) which are a lot of my friends. So, Which are most of our friends, actually, assholes. So I was like, this is, you know, at the example of Ashes, but it would be what I could use at the end of any story that I, I take off of yours. And so you walk in to see the lights lowered, save for six hanging paintings, all framed individually spotlit. And I imagine they are like hovering because it's Star Wars. So they're all just kind of suspended well, in they the might, air. Well, they might not even be the actual or they could even be physical holograms. paintings. They could be hollow. hollow. Hollow projections of these paintings just all kind of flickering and hovering in midair. Because at least it, the in the new canon, Thrawn doesn't really have like an art room again, but in the old canon, they tended to be, he tended to physically have them, but then have hollows projected into the room, which so, was kind of his war room. So we're in this like gallery and the room is all dark and uh, the, the walls are not lit. It's just the spotlights coming down from the ceiling over the places where these paintings are. And Thrawn stands in the center. Uh, and as you see, you have been invited as a private guest. Uh, Commander Baumgartner is already present, admiring one of the other paintings in the room. His back is to you. And Thrawn, uh, Thrawn looks away from his paintings and turns his attention to you. Ah, greetings, officers. So nice of you to join us. I have wanted to meet you in person after reading your report files. You have had an interesting week. Captain Baumgartner, was it, I'm trying to remember the characters. Was it Baumgartner was the captain? Uh, Baumgartner was, I believe, the oh. one, I mean, the, like, guys, was we, the we recorded who... this in October, so welcome. Um, but, like, Baumgartner was the one that they conspired with to murder Adelhard. 
Um, yes. And Hughes was the one that was like directly yes. above them that was corrupt. This that is they the kind guy, of went over yeah. his Baumgartner head to Baumgartner. Baumgartner is the guy who's still in charge. Yeah. So Captain Baumgartner here speaks very highly of you. And then I stopped there and you had. And I had. <laughs> <laughs> I had. Um, you you still weren't in yeah, character yeah, yet? Yeah, I wasn't in like, character yet. I was like, on. okay, go on. You're like, no, no idiot. <laughs> 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 um, I think you prompted me again. <laughs> We're looking at text messages oh, here. So I'm we just can arriving get it. at work. Oh, okay. So, so then this all happens and uh, I'm interested. Tell me, tell me, officer. I am interested here in the activities of your first day. Tell me in your words what happened. And it's all about going back now. And and in the way, my idea for this fourth episode of Thrawn is it plays like Thrawn is giving you a debriefing of the end of your story. Because this was like your story ended at the banquet. Mm-hmm. And and so I decided Thrawn's going to give you a debrief. Yeah, whereas I gave <laughs> it's them... It's going to take an hour. Whereas I... <laughs> Like, instead of kind of, you know, you took this, like, left turn here and we're like, this is a Thrawn story now, right? I kind of was like, this is still um, the Anoat Sector story, but now Thrawn is the most powerful chess piece on the board, right? Um, so then, anyway, I wrote back. Um, and, 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 you know, meeting meeting a Grand Admiral is... Is a big deal, and it hadn't exactly been what I had been anticipating, especially so quickly, you know, the next day after attempting to assassinate the governor um, and having him assassinated in front of me. <clears throat> uh, but, you know, you assume a position of easy rest, hands clasped in the small of the back. Uh Yes, sir. My first day's duties involved informing the locals that there was no food for them. Triple O three PO handled that, uh, but was accosted by one of the locals in the process. He was reprimanded. Thrawn looks at a data pad. Indeed, a young father hungry to feed his family. Your solution was effective at dispersing the crowd. I am, however, unconcerned with the accused protester and the fate of his innocent children, and more interested in this time in the collateral damage. I understand you were the one who killed the bystander, yes? So if you'll remember in that first episode... This is Julian's character. Yeah, this is Julian's character uh, shot the man standing beside the man who threw the shoe at Trip. Um, and, he, and he just died, and we promptly never thought about him again. <laughs> Hastings. Because it was overtaken by the fact that yeah. Julian, then the man who <laughs> threw the shoe, Julian then had his family executed yeah. in front of him. And this is, this is, <laughs> Thrawn is all about the little details. So taking this throwaway NPC and, and making him now the focus of this interrogation. And this is what makes your ending so much better It's supposed than mine. to be like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> oh shit, I don't even remember that dude. I just shot him. Yeah. <laughs> like, and Baumgartner just is distracted by himself with the paintings. He has a drink in his hand, and he keeps taking sips at it while admiring the artwork. He will not make eye contact with any of you. There is soft music playing in the background. A successful role will help identify it as classical Nathoyan improvised chamber music. And that's my little GM notes thrown mm-hmm. into the scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> you wrote back. 
Yeah, and of course, I mean, you're you're staring down an imperial grand admiral, and you just you want to deflect the blame so badly onto anyone else. But at the same time, people talk about Thrawn. He's the only alien to earn imperial renown. Most of the stories are probably bantha shit, but some of them stick. And this man, if any of the stories are true, won't stand for you trying to rug sweep. So you own up to it. Yes, sir. I shot one of the members of the forming mob. But he's getting at something. And I can tell that at this point. Like, he means something by this that I don't understand. So I'm trying to to admit to things and not, like, try and rug sweep it, but still tell him exactly why I did it. I shot the member of the performing mob, you say, and Thrawn responds, Truly a decision made at random. An intriguing choice to shoot a bystander to inspire fear and submission. A tried and true imperial tactic. I'm sure your commanding officers were very pleased. He very slightly glances at Baumgartner, who in mid-sip of some sparkling drink, freezes. Thrawn turns his attention back to you and directs his attention to one of the paintings hanging in place in his gallery. Framed in a simple gold-flecked frame, it depicts lines of colors and splashes, vibrant and pastel, very impressionistic, but almost like a hand-brushed 3D eye image. Tell me, officer, what is your appreciation of this piece? And then you didn't respond in a text for a while to this. So I sent back another. I, I mean, I think I was on the subway, but yeah. <laughs> but, but the idea is if anyone in the room is freezing, then Thrawn has got another. You may relax, officer. We are merely appreciating art. He begins walking Thrawn down. Thrawn is never appreciating art, by the way. <laughs> then the Thoyans are not known for their painting. They are known for being criminals and savvy pilots. They are known for their sign language, cultivated from generations of hunting. But what most but what most are unaware is both their hunting and their piloting come from the very same thing that makes these paintings the most unique forms of art in the galaxy. <laughs> and as we're walking around just looking at these paintings, and, and, and I like that Thrawn does this and asking about this bystander, intrigued about the, the execution of this no-name, and then, let's talk about these paintings and relax and walk down and admire the art. Just all about keeping you, like, unnerved. Yeah, and I mean, as a, as a, a connoisseur of Thrawn at this point, <laughs> I think I could call myself... You're appreciating yeah, the Thrawn. I mean, I'm appreciating the Thrawn from someone who's literally never read a Thrawn book, goddammit. And um, also... I just spent a year with you, which I think is the best <laughs> Thrawn education you could ever hope for. I did make you watch all of him on Rebels. It's a, it's a pretty good showing of Thrawn on Rebels. Um, but listen... So as a, as a player at this point, I'm thinking, all right, I know Thrawn and I know this isn't what it seems to be, right? Because he's not just like an art collector, yeah. <laughs> right? No. But um, And I like that Connell didn't know about the art from his oh, D20 that, live that show. Oh, that was really he's beautiful. Like, oh, no. He's like, oh, no, we, we stole, stole the from art. him. That's why it's a big deal. He doesn't just like art. He doesn't just collect art. He studies it. <laughs> that was beautiful. Um but as as a character, right, like in this case, if I'm taking over one of their characters, like they wouldn't know that. Um, so at this point, what I'm writing is that my character is beginning to believe that this is less of a reprimand and more of a test. 
Um, and so then, I don't know what the test is for, but the painting. We can focus on the painting. The painting is important. Um, so, blah, 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 looking at the painting. I'm reading my own writing. I'm very verbose. <laughs> I like your writing. I like it. <laughs> it's read just, it. It's not, okay. Like, I will read this, but I don't think it reads very well as, like, a, a role play that you're listening to. I do more of, like, a, a story this writing. This is a dramatic it's a dr- Look, it's a dramatic reading. It's welcome, story time with Welcome Bree. back to Storytime with Bree, now a significantly less Batman boning Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> Different um, Patreon support. <laughs> different Patreon. Uh, Hastings' sudden fear didn't escape her. Well, Baumgartner. I, 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 oh, I, yeah. I misidentified him. In oh, text yeah. Messages. No, I was just playing along with it. So Baumgartner's sudden fear didn't escape her. And she was certain that it was a good... And she wasn't certain that it was a good omen for what was about to happen to her or not. She swallowed, tamping her fear down as she did. This was something more than just the introduction Hastings had promised or the reprimand that she had begun to fear it would be. And Baumgartner, I'm going to have a hard time with this. She was beginning to believe that it was a test, regardless of what the Grand Admiral had said to her. Though a test for what? For what she couldn't fathom. The painting, then. The painting was important. She'd been silent for several long moments, though, so as she turned more fully towards the particular piece Thrawn had first mentioned, she let herself talk, trying to move herself into a less terrified headspace, where art appreciation probably lived. Somewhere. The colors are bright, but the strokes are violent and jagged. In fact, looking around at all the rest of the paintings, they all are. They're not happy, joyful pieces. Just the colors are. You see, Nathoyans all suffer from the same affliction, an ability, if you will, that crosses the sensations of various senses, a condition known as synesthesia. With this condition, they can taste smells, feel sounds, and and with this heightened sensory input, they use it to their advantage in the battlefield, but also to create unique forms of art. They can hear colors, and they can see sounds. The music you hear playing is created from seeing a painting, and a painting is then made from the music they hear. It is a virtuous cycle. Thrawn looks back at you. You are half correct, officer. They are not happy or joyful. The paintings you see here were not made from listening to music. I believe the artist who painted these works of art was not listening to music at all. And this is where I start to get real mad. At this point, it all counts. Oh my God, yes! <laughs> like, this is where I started to both be really excited about where this story was going and really, really mad I didn't think of it. <laughs> he hands his drink to a nearby droid that was standing discreetly nearby, placing his drink on a tray and picking up a light blaster pistol. The exact model used to kill the bystander three days ago. His demeanor does not change. He might as well be holding the glass of sparkling wine. <laughs> There's a, drush, a rush of adrenaline at the beginning of your message. <laughs> There's a rush of adrenaline at the sight of the gun, but years of imperial conditioning keep her in position, hands clasped at the lower back, feet shoulder width, a layer of outer calm desperately trying to contain survival instincts that were beginning to ratchet higher and higher. There was nothing to say in response to the blaster. Keep it about the art instead. Keep him talking. Find a way out. We don't know for sure the artist who made the paintings. The Nathoyans must keep a history. 
Her voice sounded more strained than she like. It sounded distinctly like she was trying to keep herself under control. Another heavy swallow. Relax. Play his game. He ignores you and continues his art lesson. So Thrawn Which is so very Thrawn. So he's got his he's got this pl- blaster in his hand, but he's holding it like a glass of wine. Like it's like there's no threatening demeanor yet. He's still the same appreciative art connoisseur he was just moments ago. He's just swapped the props around. Few supplies were allowed to break the late governor's embargo. Along with the blood drawn from the people and the diamonds mined from their moon, he would also sell their art. And in turn, the smugglers and cartels would deliver, quite openly, of course, this art to another Nathoyan who would convey the image back into sound, but not back into music. It is my belief that these paintings are more than a cultural gift, but are in fact a code, perhaps locations, schedules, messages. I believe you get the picture. Wah wah! <laughs> like a sassy thrown, like sassy Rogue One Darth Vader. <laughs> S- sass, sassy thrown dad jokes. Was that a smile across his face? <laughs> of course, you need more than a painting and a willing translator. You need to know the style used. You require context. There is always room for creative interpretation, after all. And knowing who this artist was and the process used to create these paintings would give us all we need to create or coerce a cipher. This is about where I started to realize exactly where Justin was going with this, and I'm pretty sure I was sitting on a train at this <laughs> point, just, like, cursing to myself quietly, like, like what like, the fuck didn't I think of this? Like, like one of the many Tourette's uh, people riding on the TTC. Yeah, like, like just an incredibly well-dressed <laughs> homeless person, just like, stupid fucking Justin. Thrawn looks back at you, holding his blaster out at his side. It is such a shame that due to an unforeseen random circumstance that the very artist that brought me to this world would have been standing in line three days ago to wait for his daily rations and made into an example for a starving father. And that's what a good fucking GM does is figure <laughs> out the thing that you did three days ago that was a throwaway thing and is just like, oh yeah, we can use that. Like... Fuck right off. I mean, I have the content. I have the the, the the benefit of days to to like. I woke up with this. I think from like a dream state, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, oh, this is really good." <laughs> and this is like my question being: You had your idea of why Thrawn was coming to Nathoyan. All right, he, he he went to Endor, saw the destruction, and then went to his first well, because because and I, saw what Adelheid and I mean, was doing. this this might be a thing that gets a little lost. It was in the um. The, the speech that I wrote for Thrawn ended up being pretty long. It is in there, but my idea of what I was planting at that point was Thrawn was stationed out in wild space, right? He comes back to Endor. He sees the destruction of the Death Star. He realizes that everyone is infighting, and Thrawn is about to go set up basically the First Order. Yeah. So for my interpretation, though, is he arrives at Endor and intercepts this delivery of paintings. He knows what's going on, and he goes to the one place where he can understand what this message is. Right, so he can get more information, and that's what brings him to this crappy backwater world. Because I did a little bit of Wikipedia looking at Nathoyan as well, and I learned about there's that. nothing there. <laughs> there. There is actually some mention of there, there's a little bit the Nathoyans in the Clone Wars who yep. are who are 
pilots and smugglers, and mm-hmm. they and they had a very uh, distinct uh, sign language code that they used. Kind of think of the way the Navajo. Uh, mm-hmm. Were used in World War II as, yep. as a code cipher. So then I was like, okay, cool. And then and then the other side was their moon is entirely diamond. Yeah, it's so so diamonds in the sky like a giant. So gong. we already had established that Adelhard was selling their blood with the with the hospital in episode two. So he'd be selling the the diamonds. So he's selling things to I bolster had, up his own. I resources. had I had notes of the moon as a giant diamond. Um, if they had have gone. And met up with um, if at any point they had a defected, I was ready. I think I say in the debrief, I was ready at basically every major intersection for them to decide to defect mm-hmm. and and go join the rebels. And I had a full cast of rebels that I would have had to like page through to. Um, and the the moon being diamonds was one of the things that the rebels were trying to use as currency. Like they were going to be like, we're going to go take this moon so that we can use this currency so we can buy stuff so that we can kill everyone and get out of here. So I have Thrawn here establishing we got these paintings made from. Uh, a practice of listening to music. There's like jazzy chamber music that's played out, that's improvised. Then the painting is drawn from the music synesthesia where they can see the colors of the sound. And then looking at the painting, they're able to create another song out of it that, that is similar or whatever, but it mutates through the generations. And this is how Nathoyan art is sort of weaves through. It's wonderful, weird, and alien mm-hmm. sci-fi. And then the rebels weaponize that. Well, and, and they and, start using the Thinesthesia sound where you're listening to Morse code mm-hmm, and then putting mm-hmm. it onto a painting. And, and then it just looks like a painting and you can you can get it out. And I didn't even have to describe regardless. it. You described yeah, it. I, described I was already going to say that these paintings were weird and jagged and different <laughs> because they are not created from music. It's almost like it's almost like we spent too much time <laughs> together. <laughs> so that's why they're jagged and off edges and that's right. You they were not created as happy songs. <laughs> and just just a note, because a couple of people have popped up being like, I've never heard of Thrawn before. Like, how do I hear more about Thrawn? He's introduced in the third season of Rebels. And if you just want to see, like, a scene with Thrawn to kind of get the Thrawn that Justin and I are working with, um, if you find the scene with Thrawn and Hera from the episode Hera's Heroes, like, that is the Thrawn that we're talking about. The, like, art appreciation understands the history of the culture but through its art. every sentence is a trap. And every sentence is a trap for everyone from, else in the, the room. From the very beginning including, of that scene. Including the people that are the yeah. other Imperials. Like, it's yeah. a trap for everyone. The trick with Thrawn that I learned from that scene is before the scene begins, Thrawn knows how the scene will end. And he also knows that there are multiple outs and pathways through the conversation and all roads lead to his conclusion. So I'm letting you respond freely in these text messages, completely confident that there is no way that you can escape my perfectly crafted Thrawn trap. And honestly, playing this through, that is exactly what it felt like. And I leave just enough leading open-ended questions for you to just just enough rope to hang yourself with. Still have agency. Yeah. Because Thrawn admires the agency of those around him. He Absolutely. He respects free will. He, he um, especially in the old canon, he had a, a Captain Peleon who was the captain of the Imperial Star Destroyer, Destroyer Chimera, just right? choke you out if you disagree with him. Yeah, Peleon, he was constantly teaching. Mm-hmm. Right? He would say... Everything's a lesson. Yeah, like he would be saying, okay, let's do this and this and this. Yeah. And then look at Peleon and expect him to kind of extrapolate why we're doing these things that don't seem to Harris make sense. And that's in the hero scene. Yep. It becomes a lesson for the Imperial officer that's with him as well as he's teaching, oh, you've already failed and mm-hmm. I'm going to show mm-hmm. you why. 
Yeah. So you've already failed, and now Thrawn is showing you why when he talks about he came to find this artist that painted these paintings. And what a shame that he would randomly have been waiting for his rations of bread. Next to a guy who threw a shoe. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, my response is, oh, if he wasn't holding a blaster, this might have been funny. The pure happenstance of it all. She opened her mouth to say something, an excuse maybe, the sort of which tended to fly with low-level imperial brass, then closed it. Looked down for a long moment. Took a deep breath. Excuses weren't good enough here. The truth, then. Sir, at the time I acted in the manner that I thought would resolve the situation the fastest. At the time I was... afraid. Looking back on it now, I feel that if I hadn't acted, the guards on the gate would have shot more people. She looked back up at the Imperial Grand Admiral. He was as unreadable as ever. No wonder the man had been so quickly promoted. I didn't think that at the time... At the time, I was just worried about doing a good job on my first day. Thrawn responds, Officer, I understand. You were merely doing your job. (laughs) And I wrote down... This is me giggling. He spits that (laughs) phrase out and you get the feeling he says that a lot these days. (laughs) Because that's all Nathalian and the Anoet system has been, right? Take this lesson away with you then. Always know your target before you take a piece off the table. He turns on his heel, and before Baumgartner can blink, there is a flash from the blaster, and a bolt is fired between his eyes, and he drops to the floor. Thanks for being a Patreon supporter. (laughs) The governor was ignorant of the Nathoyan's plan, but it was the base commander who convinced him to sell the art. A plot to warn the rebels and bring help to a world and people he had fallen in love with. Fortunately, I arrived... Fortunately, I arrived in Endor before the delivery could be complete. It is a shame that we will never know what messages were buried into these frames, but I am satisfied that those responsible have now been dealt with. He walks to the droid, places his blaster still steaming from the barrel onto the tray and picks up two glasses of sparkling. He walks to you and hands you a glass. Take your time appreciating these paintings. When you are done, take them to the incinerator. You may return to the planet at your leisure, and perhaps when you are base commander, you will remember this day. And remember. He walks out to the door, standing in the light spilling from the corridor. Context, officer. Always. And he leaves, the door closes, and you are left alone with your drink, the artwork, the music, and Baumgartner's body as it's dragged away by droids. <laughs> and it's such a better ending than mine! <laughs> But your ending was practically improvised. You can't do much when you've only got an hour to really settle into what you've it's got. Just, it's just a lot of uh, it's a lot of things that, like, looking at it now, um, we're, we're almost, like, not the man who was shot, which is kind of a cornerstone of this whole thing. We could even play this as a, an epilogue with Julian's character brought back privately. It's right? true. It's true. Technically, nothing that I did. And Connell would, and, three, would, uh, and Trip and trips, might remain yeah. on the Chimera, but it is Julian's character who was sent back to oversee the base. Yeah, like technically, nothing that I did would would make anything that happened here not possible, mm-hmm. which is nice. But like the the character beside the guy who threw the shoe being shot really was just a dude who was standing there. Just which, Julian, which happened him. in the game. Yeah, Julian basically invented him. He was an unnamed NPC just that would have bam. never gotten a voice actor, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, 
you know, it's one of those things that, like, looking at it now, I'm like, oh, of course I should have taken that dude and done a thing with him, right? But... Just, uh, yeah, at the just time I didn't. Like, you know, <laughs> some some of our games we get the opportunity to stop on the third episode and come back a couple weeks later to do the finale, and we can like craft something. And some games it's just done honestly, one go. Honestly, and it's I just think terrifying. I think the ones where we stop and then do the finale another day, like they're a gigantic pain in the ass to get them done because everyone has to like we figure out a day when everyone we get can the come same back. Combination of players, yeah. Together. We got to remember what the story was like. Like seventh seed yeah, took us a full like <laughs> half hour to reacquaint ourselves. With the world. It's me being like, why did I just write Dirk and Tiny Hearts all over my page? I don't, I don't remember understand. any of these characters. <laughs> oh, these were all characters I was going to flirt with. Um, <laughs> and I didn't write down anyone else. But, um, you know, like in in this case, we could really only get the group of people that I had in that room once. So we did it all out. But honestly, I think that what works best is doing the first three episodes and then coming back and doing the fourth like a week later before you forget everything, but after you've had some time to really think about what's going to happen because we did that with Apocalypse World. We did it with um, Seventh Sea. We're doing it with Our Last Best Hope. Like... And and I think all of those endings are going to be much stronger for it. Yep. And even with Star Trek Adventures, sometimes I just do them in two parts. Mm-hmm. So I've got like my opening setup, and then I've got my wrap up, and um, and that's been fun. But yeah, I just really liked like that story I came up with that little short story with Thrawn. It's like plays as like a post credit scene. <laughs> You liked it too. I love it. I'm so so angry. I didn't think of it. Is my problem. I'm so angry. And and then revealing that Baumgartner this whole time was a rebel collaborator. Yeah, and he was working and sending out messages through these paintings through Adelhard's iron blockade. Well, and honestly, I don't. I don't remember if that was a thing that I bounced off you or not. I might have. Um, but in my notes. I do have it written down that the base commander might be a rebel sympathizer, be, yeah. right? And that that and, was a thing that I had in a note there to down, play with if I needed it. Why would the base commander sympathize with the rebels? Because unlike Adelhard, he has spent the last ten or more years on Nathoyan. He might have a Nathoyan wife. He might like uh, he has land. He's fallen in love with the culture, the people, the paintings, and he understands the context of their culture in a way that Adelhard doesn't give a shit about. He just wants to sell them off to the highest bidder, and. Being loyal to the Empire but seeing the pillage of this planet he loves, he would sign up with the rebels to protect them and and, and, and bring order back to the planet because that's for him more important. Well, and so yeah, it, playing with his motivations if with we that. If we had a, had to go deeper into his motivations, like if, if they hadn't gone along with the, oh, okay, we're going to assassinate Adelhard. Like those were all threads I had so ready to pull. So in comes pull. Thrawn and intercepts this painting mm-hmm. that he is the only one in the entire fucking galaxy who would immediately understand yeah just be like oh <laughs> and they paint music into paintings and this doesn't look like music so it's obviously a rebel code so i have to go to nathoid and find out because the only people that are getting through the iron blockade are imperials so that means there's an imperial collaborator working with nathoians using a code that adelhard would never notice so now i have to go in and find who the mole is so that i can then take control of this planet so he invites so this whole message had nothing to do with julian in mm-hmm. this meeting. Mm-hmm. It had everything to do with Baumgartner's execution. Yep. But turning his execution into, into a lesson, a lesson for is a person very that thrawn. he could, like yeah. Julian, he could absolutely, Thrawn could see Julian's character being base commander one day. Yep. Right? He's a, he is a character who tried to climb the ladder, failed, got stabbed in the back, and now he's got a second chance, which is very rare in the Empire. So do not squander it with random happenstance and remember context and always know your target before you decide to remove a piece off the game. 
<laughs> and he knew exactly because when he says that, he's already knows when he picks up that blaster, it's got one bolt in it and it's got Baumgartner's name written all over it. And he's saying this bit about don't take a player off the table unless you know who your target is. And he's saying that in earshot of Baumgartner who is completely oblivious that he is a lamb to the slaughter in this scene. And that he will be dead well, before anyone walks out of that room. That's something that Thrawn is is very good at. Is basically like agreeing to to agreeing to a lot of things with people in full earshot of other people, and teaching people in full earshot of other yeah. people without anyone really cluing into. Vader what he's and the doing. Emperor have a problem where they are constantly espouting speeches to the people they then kill. Mm-hmm. Right? You have failed me for the last time. Choke, 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 dead. Well, no one's learned anything. Thrawn isn't going to speak to Baumgartner. Baumgartner has nothing left to learn. He's about to be dead. He's waste meat now. But there's this new up-and-coming commander that could learn from this experience. And, and who he has an opportunity to make loyal. Mm-hmm. He goes back down to Nathoyan, runs the base, and he remembers that like as one of those key pivotal moments in his career. Yep. Like, and then that's a story that will be shared to others, and then the fear and respect of Thrawn will work their way through the new order. I mean, it's it's not so it's not canon anymore. All the old Star Wars books are now branded as Star Wars Legends and they're taking kind of cuz let's be honest here guys, I love the expanded universe. A lot of it is trash. It's a hot it's, mess. It's real bad. So I'm really glad that they're reworking it with a lot more care this time. But um the old Timothy Zahn Thrawn trilogy is really amazing, and if you want to use Thrawn as a character, it's like a $30 investment to buy the three books at this point. And they're really, really quite good books. They give you a lot of fun things to play with. You get to go to the Nogri homeworld, you get to do a bunch of that. Um, Luke and Han and Leia are all in them, because they were all in everything in the old expanded universe. Honestly, though, if you want to just have Thrawn in one of your future games... You could just watch Rebels. Just watch those Rebels episodes, because it gives you a good cross-section of... Everything you need to know to except be Justin's version of Thrawn. Except the Nogri. Like, if you want the Nogri, those are only in the old canon right now. Um, and it's in that original Timothy Zahn uh, Thrawn trilogy. And I liked your use. I loved your use of the Nogri in uh, Ashes. They're, they're pretty much my favorite alien species. They're great. You brought them in. They're this assassin lizard people. You used their example to save Nathoyan's agriculture system, but also didn't make it so that if you weren't part of the expanded universe, you'd feel left out or confused. Right? They're just a cool alien assassin They're race. a really cool alien assassin race, and their homeworld thing is so interesting and just, like, so indicative of how the Emperor ran the Empire at the time. Because what, what happened, like, because uh, I, I listened back to what I said on it, and I wasn't entirely correct in what I said about them. Um, what happened was there was a giant battle between the Empire and the Rebels in their stratosphere. Right, It wasn't that the Empire kind of destroyed their planet on purpose, which is kind of what I made it sound like when I listened back to it. There was just a giant battle in their stratosphere, and it basically raised their planet. The, the Empire took responsibility and the for Empire the then disaster. found Yeah, the Empire then found this and basically said, oh, we'll help you, but we're, you're going to have to give us an army, more or less. And then to they, pay off your debt. They were um, not loyal to the Empire. They were very specifically loyal to Vader. So I think Vader spearheaded the whole thing. They were very loyal to Vader. 
Um, because what happens, spoiler alert, I guess, in the old Zahn books is that Leia goes to them, right? And because she was related to Vader, they immediately trust her more than Thrawn, mm. right? Um, and she tells them, like, they kind of go and look at everything. And she looks at everything and she's like, yeah, they're not – they could seed your planet way faster. Like, they're literally keeping you on the edge of famine to control you, <laughs> right? And that's kind of the whole Nogri thing. But they're a really interesting, fun little species to play with. Yeah, and you just – I mean, in, you, you kept it nice and simple and contained in the Ashes story so that it – you could still have Nogri in this new canon that we're, we're, we're navigating through, but it wasn't um, – Well, we're getting – Zahn is doing a new uh, Thrawn book in March. comes out in March. So he's done one new Thrawn book in the new canon, which is just called Thrawn. Really excellent. Like, pick it up if you're into the expanded cool. so, universe books. Cool, so sequel to Ashes of the Empire coming out in June. <laughs> but, yeah, they're doing another – Zahn is getting another Thrawn book in March. So just slightly less than a year from when the old one came out. And he's going to keep expanding on Thrawn's new story. So I'm really excited. Yeah. And, and then we find out that Timothy Zahn will be writing uh, the screenplay with Rian Johnson. Oh, my God. <laughs> just kill me. <laughs> that would be the best. All right. Well, hey, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy that, New Year. This is our weird episode where we shared our text messages about my Thrawn short story fan fiction that I wrote to Brie. Yeah, I mean, welcome. We do this a lot, as it turns out. <laughs> we talk about our characters as, like, other people a lot and it's probably <laughs> real live, disturbing. They live. It's they real live, dumb. They live among us. I've been in a real dirk mindset for like a week. It's been real awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not awkward for you. I mean, awkward for everyone else. Dirk doesn't so. get awkward. Dirk doesn't feel awkward. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> oh boy. How dirk are you going to be at MAGFest? <laughs> See you then. Very <laughs> welcome to my life. <laughs> uh, so I don't uh, – yeah, uh, I guess stay tuned uh, for Star Trek Adventures coming out through January. Yeah. And uh, if you uh, – Go, this didn't go make bother. The, the screenshots go. of these text messages are on the show notes for the webpage episode. <laughs> so we just go to terriblewarriors.com and you can click through the episodes until you find this one um, or like uh, the, the Ashes of the Empire tag. We'll yeah, I guess we'll there. just tag this on the end. And uh, and I'll just have the, the pictures. We'll just be down in there because the very last image was like a gif of Thrawn. It's just a gif of Thrawn. <laughs> I was just like, into fuck a right off. <laughs> and so, yeah, I felt real, felt real good just real doing proud. that to you. Real proud of yourself. <laughs> real yeah, proud of yourself I mean, writing a better ending, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> uh, you, you know what? I look forward to all of the better endings that you write to my, like, hot mess that is Star Trek. No, that's the problem. I don't know enough just Star Romulans. Trek. Just throw in Romulans. Just, just, You're good. D- congrats. It's the Borg. Done. <laughs> no. oh. <laughs> that's it. That's all I like. I, I, it's the Borg and they have tribbles. <laughs> that's my childhood. I <laughs> hope I never use the Borg on Star Trek Adventures because they are just... Everyone go on the Discord and just <sighs> constantly complain because I want to I, I I play love all the Borg. The Borg. In the next generation, and I enjoyed the Borg episodes in Voyager for what they were in First Contact for what it was. But that's it. Then, like that, the Borg are done. They, I just loved. They have I, been done. I loved the Borg as a child. Yeah. Like they were. I, I love hundred years with more Klingons and Romulans and Vulcans and and exploring their cultures. It's, it's true. Their, the the their, more the their, more their, reading their, I do on the Romulans, the more I like them. But the Borg are just. I don't know. They're my aesthetic. They're, just zombies. they're my they're aesthetic. Just zombies. <laughs> they're, just, they're just the 
Scourge of the Galaxy. They're anime. my cyberpunk aesthetic. And Cambridge Chronicles, still out every Friday. Cambridge Chronicles, uh, Friday. Patreon support programs continue. We got a lot of guests coming in. I, I think I'm actually having to discontinue the uh, bribery perk uh, for the rest of this season because we've got. Too oh many my god, online. there's so much bribery going on. So, I'm into it. So we've only got uh, uh, we we we, we got to get through those like four people that are in line to get them into games <laughs> before we can start taking new people. Yeah, this is real awkward because we're basically all recorded up to April. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the so, perk for like hanging out on Skype and helping me, you know, I, I, I'll help you run a game and, and write a better ending to your story. Uh, that <laughs> so perk you can, is still you there. You too. You too. That, and that, curse that Justin. That perk is still there. Uh, postcards are still being sent out and um, and people are still being named in the shows and the debriefs continue to be put out. And uh, hey, if you've signed up for those debriefs on Patreon and you aren't following your own custom RSS feed – uh, get in on that because that's how you can follow all of the posts that are designed for your account. It's much so you better. Can download all the uh, all the all the audio podcasts for you. Come get at us on Discord. Uh, yeah. Message somebody on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. Come play video the, games. With all us. the social bullshits. Um, if you don't have an invite, if you can't figure out how to get to the Discord, you can it's, invite it's yourself public. at terriblewarriors.com. Yeah, it's, it's right at the bottom right of the page. It's public. Um, I've sent out. I don't mind. I've sent out a bunch of invite codes to people who've gotten stuck and can't figure it out. So you know, I don't mind. That yeah. is. Your Get first me. task: complete this quest, and you will be a terrible warrior. Yeah, the Discord's fun. It's uh, a lot of me talking in all caps about Final Fantasy 15 right now. Yeah, it's good. So hey, <laughs> no extra talking here. Just Mm-mm. music fading up, and us saying goodbye because there's no point in uh, there's me doing there's no point in extra. Today's terrible warriors and your flirtatious Thrawn fanboys <laughs> are Bree Poison there's and not Justin Eka. There's not enough good Thrawn fanfiction. Someone get on that for me, please. Thank you. Thrawn Poe slash fiction? Yeah, I mean, I'd be into that. I mean, I, Thrawn's still around look, then. Look, I was looking up. Uh, we don't know. We don't know if Thrawn is still around. We'll see in the next Zon book. But, uh, no, I was looking up, you know how I was doing those, like, super trashy, like, character slash reader tags? Yeah, I looked up Thrawn. It didn't work that well. Then I looked up Hannibal. Worked real well. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, <I> welcome. <laughs> just want... We're still recording. <laughs> I, I just want Mads Mikkelsen as uh, Galen Urso to meet up with his brother Mikkelsen. Lars Mikkelsen. Lars Mikkelsen as Thrawn. And the two of them plot some plan that leads to awesomeness. Yeah, man. Being introduced to House of Cards was a fucking trip when I realized that the president of Russia was Thrawn. Thrawn and Galen are both (laughs) active at the same time, right? During the construction of the Death Star? Yeah, they would have been. Yeah, so it's entirely possible that Galen Thrawn, Urso Thrawn might and have Thrawn already been could out. have met on Coruscant. I'll have to actually take a look at when the Thrawn book happens. Yes. Because I'm not, like, 100% sure on when it happens. Well, but the Emperor is still alive, definitely. Yes. We will bring the Mickelson brothers together, and we will form a new paragon of the dark side. Oh, my God, I've never, wanted, I've never wanted anything more in my life. <laughs> Then just the two of them acting together, please. Please, internet, please. (laughs) This is all Brie wants for 2018. Dear dear 2018. You have more unprecedented media control power than any media entity has in the history of humanity. The least you can do is make all of Brie's dreams. Yeah, that's it. That's all I want, please. you wish upon a star. (laughs) Only Brie's dreams matter at all 
All right, I'm done. I'm 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 done. I don't know why we're still talking. This, this the is file good. is just gonna end. We should just here. <laughs>